0: Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. Ready? This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz.
1: We're getting Ricky Skaggs on this show. Remind me? You really don't know Ricky Skaggs. Jeff Lutz. (laughs) Son of the late, great Bob Skaggs. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) I'm so funny, it's almost hard to bear. 97.5 in 1240 KFH.
0: I am so totally turned on right now, I could speak.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to Tuesday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, co-hosting Max Power, producing Engineering, 869-1240, the IHOP hotline. I did here uh, to be here today. I was uh, shunned for jury duty at the Sedgwick County Courthouse yesterday. A surprising development. About how many folks were there? Uh, there were 39 there. people. Uh, which I guess is the going rate. Right. It's an interesting process. Have you ever been uh, called for jury duty? Man, I haven't, and I'm bummed out about it. The two times, two or three times I've gotten the summons, I've called and they didn't need me. Well, that's the difference between you and me. Well, they didn't need it. They did, Apparently not. Well, I'm needed. N- not. And uh, for some reason, and I think I know what it was, because the last time I served on a jury... Quite coincidentally, it was the same assistant DA prosecuting that case. Now, this was 12, 13 years ago. Uh, But I also worked with him briefly at the Wichita Eagle, worked with him. He was a news side cops reporter. I was a sports guy. But we worked in the same newsroom. And when he was addressing me, and of course he acknowledged that we had uh, that passed, uh, we made mention of he was the prosecutor on the last case I was sure a jury member on. And I said, and you did a hell of a job. And when the defense attorney uh, turned his attention toward me, and he was very nice and no animosity, but he said, so he did a hell of a job, huh? <laughs> and I think uh, I said, that, that was said in jest. And he said, I know that. Uh, But I think that's what cost me a spot on the jury, probably. And why'd you do that? You can't say stuff like that. A moment of levity. You you can't have levity in a uh, homicide case. It was a jury selection. It wasn't. uh, It was. And people people and the, uh, the attorneys laughed. The judge even laughed. The judge didn't laugh. The judge laughed. The judge. The judge thought it was cute. Are you in contempt right now? No, I'm not in contempt. I'm uh, not doing anything wrong. Okay. But anyway, I was not. Let that be a lesson to folks. I was not selected. Was there all day. The questioning from the uh, the attorneys was quite interesting, and it was directed at all the ju- the prospective jurors, and uh, a fascinating day. And I hope I I really hoped I'd get on the jury. I hope I get summoned for another jury at some point, although at my age, I don't know. I don't think they'd take that into account. But, Probably not. Uh, doggone it. I'm a little upset. Yeah, I'd love to be on a jury at some point. I don't know that you'd have what it takes. I, I don't know I'm that you I'm pretty you'd... sure I'd be fine. I don't think you'd interact with the attorneys very well. With the attorneys? All I need to do is interact with the uh, fellow jury members. No, you got to get picked.
0: Who do you oh, think selects fine. the
1: jury? It's the attorneys. Well, I understand that, but I don't think that would be an issue either. Well, I don't know. They haven't needed you yet. Well, that's just random. Anyway. Enjoyed my uh, time. Well, I'm glad you're back because I didn't have anybody to do the show with today anyway. Well, you would have found somebody. Who? I don't know. I mean, I can't just bring somebody off the street. Well, you'd have found somebody. Tony, you, would somebody would have helped you. Uh, who'd you try? Uh, Jamin, David Michael Hahn. What's Jamin's word now? I don't know what Jamin... Did he get back to you? He said can't do it. Like, I don't... I don't let's, get it. Let's talk about Jamin. Of course, you're a co-host for the Jeff and Jamin show. A guy who filled in uh, here on this show, well, albeit when we were on from four to six, this is a different animal now. Two to four, it's directly in the middle of the workday. While right. four to six, you can um, you can navigate your way around that maybe a little easier. Perhaps two to four is tougher. But what was it, what, was there any interaction between you and Jamin? Was it just I can't do it? She said no dice. No dice and nothing else. Yeah, like. Can you never take a day off work? I mean, I guess that's fine. I mean, it's not like. Uh, that's well, I, the concerning thing to me is that it was just a no dice and no other interaction. Why? Well, I, I worry about your friendship. I interact with Jamin all the time. Do you really? Yeah. What was the last interaction? Uh, I texted him today. I asked him a, a baseball question. What's the question? I'll have an answer in less than five. No, seconds. you won't. You won't know it. No one will know it. It's an impossible question. Well, why? What's what, an impossible question? Well, give me a shot. You have zero chance. Why would you ask an impossible question of Just anyone? To see if he got on the right track to it, and he didn't. Well, let's hear uh, it. Eric Shaw and Brian Bohannon are the only pitchers to ever dot 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 to ever. Yeah. It uh, has to do something with Pete Rose, I would imagine. No. Well, what is it? To die? A... <laughs> I don't oh. think Brian Bohannon's dead. What is... uh, they're the only two pitchers to ever give up a home run to Raphael Belliard. Who cares about that? Jamin? Jamin absolutely cares about it. Did he say he cared? Yeah, he said, ouch. That doesn't. That doesn't insinuate care. Kind of does. I don't know if it does or not. Are you going to watch it? Uh, what are you watching tonight? The aftershocks at 8 o'clock out tonight. at the Coke Arena. You got Wind Surge tonight. Yeah. Who are they playing? I don't know. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll know when I show up, I guess. Uh, what is it? 100 degrees as we speak. Uh, wind Surge in action. A two-week homestand. You got a lot of those games? Uh, six or seven, I think. I think I'll do about half. Have you managed to get off the fifth for SummerSlam? Uh, that's going to be tough. Really? It's going to be tough. I'll that's see. We've had SummerSlam over here for decades. I know. It's uh, they've never. I mean, usually Saturdays. Can't you trade? I'll see. Well, you got to figure that out. I'll see. That's uh, got one a of lot my of wife's favorite coming up. things. I got a lot of. Th- I don't care. Let me just reiterate yes, that. No, I don't. I really don't. I mean, it's nice. It's fun. I like seeing the Griffiths. But I yeah, you don't interact much. You kind of just sit over there and yeah. I mean, I do. I do depending on I, the kind of mood you're in. I do what I do. But but it, my wife loves it. Good. I'm glad. And I she want does. I want her to have that. Well, I got a lot of trades coming up. I had to trade for tonight because Erin's got a college visit tomorrow. Where's I'll, she visiting? Hey, state. Although I don't know if I'll be able to go cuz they're leaving tonight. I should have switched from Wednesday to Thursday, but because I didn't think it through, I switched from Wednesday to Tuesday. And they're already and they've already left. What do you mean? They've already left? Yeah, cuz it's an early visit and they're well, staying, and they're staying with my uh h- Shannon's brother. Well, are you driving up? I don't know. Well, why wouldn't you? Well, I got to move another thing around. I have an appointment tomorrow afternoon that I haven't been able to reschedule yet. Well, I think you can probably move that around. You certainly want to be on the college visit. I got things. I would think. I mean, who wouldn't want to? What parent yeah, but, wouldn't want to be on a college well, visit? Well, we've already visited K-State, and I was there. It's, uh, You know, we... What's well, it, a visit? I thought, isn't it a, a fate accompli that she's going to well, K-State? So, well, last time she visited K-State... She was interested in kind of the the English department and creative writing. Now she's interested, obviously, in the theater department. So she's going back to uh, make sure that all lines up with her interests and desires. Well, let's hope it does. We went to Cracker Barrel last night. She and I. Quite a quite a fun time. Which one? The one over on Ridge. What 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 caused that? I really want a chicken fried steak. And Cracker Barrel makes good chicken fried steak. Well, good for you, I guess. It was it was nice. Uh, nice effort. It was a good time. Had by all. Good. Uh, 869-1240. Here's what we have on tap today. Chris Lamb, Wichita State volleyball coach, will join us at 225. We'll get into some baseball after that. Uh, we've got a game a little bit later on in the show at around 325. I gave up on uh, my Redbirds last night. They disgusted me. They uh, get through five innings with a lead for Adam Wainwright, who actually pitched decently well. Yeah, I watched. In his uh, return, led 5-2 to after 5, and, of course, the bullpen gave it up. But somehow, I get up in the middle of the night, check my phone. They rallied to win. Ten to six. Five in the top of the ninth. In uh, X in nine innings, uh, with Tyler O'Neal getting the big blow. Uh, and I, um, this trade deadline is the most fascinating of the last many years when it comes to the St. Louis Cardinals and what they're going to do. And do I even trust them to do the right thing? I'm so anti-John Mosalak that I can't even really get behind his ability to make this team good again. Well, he's mostly, I mean, he's pretty much the reason that they're in the position they're in right now. That's what I mean. How do you trust the guy? And I watched the first 5 innings of that game How yesterday. How do you trust your guy, Chris Antonetti? I don't. Cuz he How do you trust weak. these people? we can't build good teams anyway. I uh, just I just don't well, we might want to think about getting a complimentary bat. What? That's, what, that's your goal, to get a complimentary bat? You have well, a complimentary 12. bat can be defined in many ways. Uh, a big bat is pretty complimentary. No, you need a, a comp, a co- to compliment the offense. Well, that's why a big bat does a hell of a job complimenting you know, an offense. a big bat should lead the offense. We need, we need a, something in the middle of the order to produce runs. If I want a compliment, I, I'd like a big, uh, you know, Well, that's a, 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 a different bat. version of compliment, I think, uh, as you know. I think the Guardians will make every effort to bring in a significant hitter. No, they won't. I think they will. Trust I, me. I, I think I know they will. This, I know this organization. They absolutely and who would be the not. significant hitters? Well, MLB.com, and it's 17 most likely guys to be traded, had us uh, best fits with uh, Jack Flaherty and Randall Gritchick, a couple guys you're familiar with. Well, who are you willing to give up for Jack Flaherty? That becomes... Not much. Really? No. Not much? Well, then... Wh- End of conversation. You can have our uh, three. You can have Xavier, Curry, Eli Morgan, and Cody Morris. End of conversation. Those are three. Re- I don't even know those guys, but we're not even discussing. They them. are all relievers now, but they've got starter stuff, and you might be able to stretch them out. If that's if that's who you're giving me, I'm not taking. For them. Jack Flaherty. Those guys are all young. You got 15, 17 years of control among us. Jack Flaherty's going somewhere where they know they're on the cusp of getting into the playoffs. The Dodgers are a great fit for the Cardinals in a trade, and they will make a trade with the Dodgers. <laughs> they will. You watch. You just it's, want one of those prospects. No, it's a great fit. There are a lot of good fits. No. Cleveland's Baltimore? not a good fit. Baltimore? Baltimore's an okay fit. But Jack Flaherty will probably sign with the Dodgers. That's my guess. Go trade with them. Okay, but don't think you're out there getting one of their trade Jordan Montgomery to the Orioles. Then you've got something. Then you got something cooking. You're not going to get a bunch for those. No, rent, you're, you're going to get a good rental. You're going to get a good good haul. You've look what average Look what seasons. the look what the, uh, uh, the Braves did. They traded their – they got two relievers, right, They from Colorado? They got is one. That, is that right? No, they got one. No, they got two. No, they got one, and they picked up Yoni okay. well, they, the guy from Texas. They traded uh, – they got two uh, – the Braves traded their 10 and 12 prospects for that reliever from Colorado. Okay. That's a pretty good haul for Colorado. Yeah, but it's the Braves farm system, which we know well, the Dodgers have a pretty good farm system, and but the Braves uh, and don't. You're just jealous because you're not really in the mix. I don't care about you're being in the it. mix. Cleveland's not doing anything. You're gonna you're gonna take a complimentary bat and go ahead and finish five hundred. Okay, and, but uh, the Braves ten and twelve prospects are not the Dodgers ten and twelve prospects. Braves have a good system. No, they don't. All their guys in their system are on their big league team and succeeding. We'll take uh, we'll take two decent, good, uh, LA I'll prospects. You, I'll tell you who you and who we'll you'll take get. two good prospects from the Orioles <laughs> for the two best pitchers on the market. Jordan Montgomery, yes, please. Marcus Stroman might be the guy, but he struggled. Um, so it's going to be exciting. And then you throw in Hicks. I don't want you to get your hopes up. Oh, my hopes are up. Please and don't. You know and you know why. I don't. Because we do things. You're going to get uh, Ronan Kopp and Peter Hubeck from the Dodgers. They're number eighteen and twenty nine prospects. No, we're getting much better than that. Let's look, who's fifteen? Maddox Bruns. That's a pro- we're getting much that's better. a prospect. And you're not getting. We're him. getting much better than that. Their number eleven me. is River Ryan. You're we'll, not getting. We'll him. talk about it on the first uh, of August. We will, and you'll be amazed. Well, I'm just looking at these these guys. They're even into the 15, 16 range. Guys, you're not going to get from them. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the players we get back for two of the best pitchers on the market, and if you throw They're Jordan rentals. Hicks in there, uh, that's three. They're Pay for rentals at the trade uh, deadline. I think you're. I think you're off your rocker. Look at some of the trades that have been made at the deadline. I mean, people all. And then the. And then what the Cardinals are going to do? Hopefully, hopefully is during the off-season, they're going to open up the wallet and pay for at least one top-of-the-line starting pitcher and then a middle-of-the-rotation pitcher. Flaherty, according to... Right? Do you see what I'm saying? you see how it would come together? Flaherty, according... They're trying to rebuild their pitching. you're so delusional. So, if you're trying to rebuild your pitching, you trade at the trade deadline... Your two best pitchers that you're not going to re-sign, you get back some pitching, <laughs> controllable, and then you go out and sign a couple of free agents. That's that's the blueprint. Okay. Well, Jack, and the Cardinals will see, do that, you have, that. You're not. You don't even want to hear that uh, you because, have no chance because that's what they do. What are you saying? Clarity's because trade value is four point one. Uh. So that's four point one million dollars of surplus value, which is to to give you a maybe. I don't care.
0: Michael Not Kopech any of that. is
1: eight, and that's low. Aaron Bummer, a reliever for the White Sox, seven point eight. This is real. Like no, this is, that's not real. Yes, I don't even is. know what you're looking at. Baseball. None of those values. guys have ever had a year like Jack Flaherty had in 2009. He's a rental, and he's not that good, and he's got injury history. Nobody ever had a year like him in 2019. Nobody. Aaron Bummer, uh, fitting last name because any team that gets him is their first word out of their mouth is going to be what a bummer. I just this don't want you pitch. to get your hopes up. I mean, I'm I've got my hopes. I up. I don't though. Oh, you don't care about me. Quit acting like you well, care, I care about me. I... What, you what you care about? about is looking at some stupid website that, oh, it's values, four point, like anybody understands that. I just told you what it means. What is that, MLB trade rumors? Baseballtradevalues.com. <laughs> you know who runs that? People Three who guys follow out of the game in, uh, in West Virginia. It's pretty accurate. I don't. I don't believe it. You don't have to. I'm not buying it. Well, I mean, whatever you want to think, man. Whatever I want to think. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll think what I want, and I'll hold out hope, just like you are, that the guardians somehow managed to bring in something. But I have to understand the value of the player. I, that I'm, I got the that value trading. Of player. I, I've dealt with value of players. And Jack does not have much. Yes, he does. He's pitched well this year. He's a rental. I don't care if they're a rental. For teams trying to win, they're willing to pay. They're not going to give up that much. I'm sorry. They are. I'm sorry. The Dodgers are going to give up something to try to win the West. They're going to try. They're all in. That's why they have prospects. They're not worried about three clowns that are playing in Tulsa. Are you kidding me? Three? They're, trying to, they're trying to figure out a way to win now. That's what big league teams do. I know you're not used to that. Because okay. you've got a team that never wins. But, but when but a team like the Dodgers, a team like the Diamondbacks to some degree, certainly a team like the Orioles or the Phillies that feel like we're good enough to win a World Series, we just got to figure out a way to get in. They're, they're overpaying all the time. That's what the trade no, they're not is good for. Teams that have – commodities at the trade deadline can really make some hay but there's still value you have to all right it's time for a break value for value we will take a break and we'll uh come back and talk with chris lamb who's probably pretty up on this you think the dodgers got good by trading their prospects we'll see what he says because the giants are kind of in that boat where they need to add Uh, They're in the mix, certainly in the wild card and even in the division to some degree. Uh, That uh, National League West is crazy. And there are four teams that are just going at it in the wild card chase. So it's an interesting time in baseball. It's an interesting time for Wichita State Volleyball as they prepare for the start of their season, uh, season here in just a little more than a couple weeks. Chris Lamb joins us next. The Bob and Jeff Show. On KFH.
0: you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
1: All right, we are celebrating the first moon landing back in 1969. Happened uh, in July of that year. That's Spaceman, I believe, from Harry Nilsson. All right, uh, we are joined by Wichita State Volleyball coach Chris Lamb. Lambeau. How you doing? Great, Bob. Been a while. It has been a while. Uh, how's your summer been?
0: Pretty busy. Yeah. Um... Gosh, I could tell you probably been about six or seven states in the last couple of months with volleyball, but that's, you know, getting back to normal. It seems like taking uh, our way out of the COVID thing, and that's a good thing.
1: Well, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year for Wichita State and the American Athletic Conference, and we'll see that uh, first to hand when you guys get going. Your volleyball schedule was released recently a new look American athletic conference. I got to ask you, what are your thoughts on the kind of revamped conference?
0: Um, So I have several. Uh, So, you know, rice comes in a perennial, you know, they can get as good as, you know, in the teens down into the thirties and forties, you know, Texas is loaded with volleyball and it's a private school. So, you know, you can always count on them for being, Really good. Kind of Creighton South, if, if I could say it that way. Um, and then, you know, with the new teams that joined, here's why I'm excited about them in terms of the strength of our league. I, I just believe that they all improve rapidly because of the joining of the American and their proximity to good volleyball. Um, you know, Florida Atlantic's going to be better than people realize to me any school in Texas could join the American or the Big 12 or the SEC and immediately improve uh you know respectively i mean if if it's just there's an appeal to the conference and and north texas will get better san antonio will get better uh alabama birmingham's going to get better i i mean i just i just know it um so i i, I expect it to be a pretty balanced league. I think uh, SMU and TCU will probably be always hovering at or near the top just because of who they are and budgets and things like that and academic prowess. But uh, everybody else ought to be, you know, pretty much in a dogfight. So it's competitive. And, yeah, I like that for the athletes. You know, I'll say it this way. A couple of years ago, Temple was second in our conference. The very next year with the same lineup, they were second to last. So that just shows you how tight it is here. So you dipped
1: into the transfer portal uh, for a couple players. Mm. Uh, what are the kind of the benefits of that versus, or just the comparison, I guess, between the two things of going into the transfer portal and then, you know, obviously developing players, you usually have them red shirt, their freshman season. Are there, are there differences to those uh, or just different ways that you look at those? Because, on one hand, you have developed players who now come into your program in basically their second year versus someone who's been outside the program.
0: Yeah, a lot of ways I can go with that one um, without naming names, but you could do the homework and figure out what I'm talking about. So, my team was super young when the transfer portal started, and we didn't have anybody leave. So, we weren't able to really take part in that December. Lottery, as I call it, the, the in between semesters. That's when most of the players uh, are going to leave a school and join a school, not at the end of the year. So that first semester is really the most volatile uh, and, the, and the busiest for volleyball in, in with the portal. So um, because we didn't have anybody, you know, leaving, we didn't really take part in it till this year. So this December was really our first crack. At finding a player in the portal and we brought in six players Um, every one of them in their own way is a nice fit for us um, and feel really really good about it but what I'll say the part I was saying about not naming names the last couple years just my observation of, of athletic departments and in particular volleyball teams in our own backyard I can tell you that it was a 50 50 proposition meaning Kids that were leaving half the schools were better than the ones they got. And kids that were leaving half the schools were not as good as the ones they got. So I've seen it in our own backyard. Uh, Three programs improved because of the portal. And three programs, I believe, go backwards. Uh, So it was a little nerve-wracking, the thought of it, as we finally got to sort of get involved this year. But, you know, I I feel one for one at Wichita State. Um, in that you know we were able to find girls that fit in, in in the short term and in the long term and I just am really comfortable with uh, them having a spring to train with us we had a great spring uh, and then you know help us you know on to next year so um, for us right now i'm I'm feeling pretty good about it
1: Chris Lamb, Wichita State's longtime volleyball coach, our guest. The Shockers have an exhibition coming up against Oklahoma on August 17th. The regular season begins one week from today, the Under Armour Challenge in Lubbock, where they'll face uh, Notre Dame, Texas Tech, and Houston Christian. So the the idea of scheduling, you've got your own volleyball classic uh, coming up in early September with KU and Colorado. Are you satisfied with this schedule because – on paper it looks like a really good one
0: yeah so you know this is the thing i need to teach everybody so you know a good schedule because we have this thing called rpi you know rating power index uh there's a formula for it so that the formula doesn't know who's good or bad it knows who's successful and not successful so um you know somebody can be Let's just use basketball for an example. Let's just go to the old ACC. You knew or or the old Big Ten. I mean, you knew that the fifth or sixth best team in the Big Ten might have a five hundred record, but they're way better than the winners of a Patriot League. But the RPI doesn't know that. The winner of the Patriot League might be twenty five and five. You know, and, and that's that's a better opponent in the RPI than I don't know Wake Forest let's say in, in men's basketball back in our day. So on paper, you know, people see a lot of shiny names, but they have to go out and win 20 games and then you have to beat them. So the art or strategy of the RPI is is playing winners and and beating winners. So the the race is on to beat winning teams that you can beat. So the fact that it's KU and Notre Dame and Texas Tech and Colorado well, yeah, that's great if they go out and win 25 games or if they win 18 and go 18 and 13 and we lose to them, you know, it, it's it's not really helpful. So that's the RPI piece, the good, the good competition piece. Well, that's exactly what you're speaking to. Yeah, this comp, this schedule's loaded with challenges and it's loaded with big names. So from that standpoint, I like it. But at the end of the day, Uh, In our league, they're only going to take the winner based on record this year. We're not having a conference tournament, and the East and the West are separated in schedule uh, with two chances at the teams on the West for us and only one chance at the East. So whoever has the best record out of all this is going to be declared the conference champion. I don't think that's fair. It's the way we're going to do it. So then that means your RPI is going to have to get you into the postseason. Last year, we finished at fifty-eight. And last year's schedule was a little more RPI friendly than this year's schedule. Um, you, you see a couple tournaments there where there's only two matches. We couldn't get a third, a third team to, to join us here with Colorado and Kansas. Illinois couldn't get another team to join us when we go out there. So, so if I'm getting real technical, um, you know, this schedule, we're gonna have to, we're going to have to steal a couple in there. And we're going to have to do really well in our league for me to think that our RPI can get into the, you know, the mid forties. And in some cases for some athletic department, I'm sorry, for some volleyball programs, I can say this for any sport. I mean, your season's over before it starts. If a coach doesn't put together a good schedule. So I give this schedule uh, from that standpoint, you know, maybe a solid B I thought last year was a B plus. Um, But that's just from the argument of, uh, you know, trying to, have the highest possible RPI. But in, in terms of competition, yeah, this, this is very, very challenging.
1: So earlier said, um, you said not naming names to uh, that particular question. Uh, what about just some players you expect maybe to to have elevated their games over the summer, uh, maybe even some that just need to maintain their productivity from last year for, for your team to be successful? Can you name names on that one?
0: Yeah. When I was saying name names. I was talking about names from schools because coaches lost jobs out of all this. And, yeah, I, and I don't, you know, it doesn't make me feel good, but yeah. So having a good spring, you know, uh, Casey Litzau was our setter for the last four years and she had a, a foot injury, which put us into the transfer portal. Uh, and coming from the transfer portal was Izzy strand and she got to set all spring and she was terrific. Um, and she played against our match against, uh, against Nebraska and, and uh, just did really, really well. So it was exciting to see Izzy come in and, and be as uh, ready to go uh, as, as she was. And I'm excited for her moving forward. Uh, na- names that people are more familiar with, I think Emerson Wilford has had a terrific uh, off season or spring from last fall to now. Um, she's going to definitely be pushing, uh, for a starting position. Um, uh, I, I you know, it, it's like, um, you know, you, you come to expect a lot of things from Sophia Rowling and Briley Kelly, cause they've been so impactful for the last couple of years, but they also elevated their game, uh, this spring. I mean, I, I saw the best of them, uh, this spring, so I'm excited to report that, you know, two of our all-conference players, I think, are even uh, better than they were. So, I mean, those are names that we've all, you know, Chicago fans are very, very familiar with, uh, and they were just terrific this spring. So I, I hope that answers your question.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good answer. And uh, one of the things I like about your team is just looking at where all these players come from and, they come from all over, obviously, in big towns, small towns. Uh, Sophia Rowling from Thayer, Kansas, went to Neodice. Uh you got Morgan Stout, who uh, grew up in Fowler, went to Nickerson High School. And then you've got big city girls, too. It's a, it's a, it's a diversity of uh, populations. Mm. And you go uh, near and far to find players, and you've always done that. And how do you how do you uh how do you find players and are there players who are hidden gems in volleyball the way there used to be? I know in baseball that's harder to find. Wichita State used to do an incredible job of finding small town baseball players who came in and were building blocks in the program. Is that still possible in any sport? Does that still happen in volleyball?
0: Yeah. But I agreed with with what you said about baseball getting harder because now I mean so many girls are fighting club volleyball, which gives them the exposure, so now they're they're out there for everybody to see and If you don't play the club volleyball the travel baseball, you're just so far behind now, not so much the the power or the the you know the talent that you might need to do a job, but just the skill. It just, it just takes years to catch up with the skill. So, you know, all the fine motor parts of different sports, uh, you just seem to go farther and farther behind when you're playing two months of high school ball and other kids are playing year-round. So the fact that they're playing year-round and traveling, with all the video that everybody has now, and I don't know if you've heard of ball or TV, but, you know, so many of these club games now, you could just sit in your office and watch games in Atlanta and California and wherever Uh, they just, if someone sets up a camera and you get a subscription and, you know, you're just sitting here watching kids play, you know, like you're in the con tower of a, you know, of an aircraft carrier directing traffic. I mean, I could just go from one court to the next, uh, hunting players down and sitting right here in Wichita. So everybody's onto that now. And it just, it just means that, there's just not as many hidden gems when no one's hiding, if that makes sense. Right. So
1: last question, we always like to ask you about your beloved San Francisco teams <laughs> and the Giants are the, are the one right now that are, uh, they kind of, they're kind of, they're there, but I don't know how seriously they're there. Uh, they're certainly in the wild card hunt. They're only four games yeah. behind the Dodgers yeah. in the division. Do you hold out a lot of hope? Is that a team that you expect to to do some things at the trade deadline? And and are you hopeful?
0: Uh, so, so I, I being, being that the Giants were not good most of my life. Um, are you still there? We're here. Oh, okay. Here. I, I heard a click. I heard a click. You know, I've gotten to myself now where I just want the Giants to be relevant during the summer. Then I get so busy, and then the, when the Giants got good a few years back, it was like it teased me. And now I, now I actually think about October once in a while, but I feel like I feel like this thing was always sort of a, a kind of a get things going kind of a rebuilding year, and and so I'm I'm actually generally pretty excited that we're as far as we are. I'm glad to see that we have got power numbers. We had, that was not something we. Were, we had going for us for a while. Um, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about the regime and, and what we're doing, but I don't feel like we're one of those teams yet, but I generally have a good taste in my mouth when talking about the Giants this year.
1: There you go. We appreciate your time as always. We look forward to volleyball season and, and watching how things go for the Shockers. Uh, best of luck. Thanks, Coach.
0: All right, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks. All right,
1: Chris Lamb. Wichita State Volleyball. Giants are a pretty pedestrian club when you just look at them. But they're a heck of a lot better than my team. They're usually better than the sum of their parts. They just have guys who kind of chug along. You just look at this, and there's no one. Pitching's pretty good. It's okay. Logan Webb, Alex Cobb. You know, Alex Cobb's fine. He gives up more hits than innings pitched. Uh, so does a lot of singles yeah I don't know I don't know who I don't know who's good on that team. They got a heck of a reliever, Koval and Rogers. fifty four years ago, we watched it on our black and white television. I don't think we. Surely we had gotten a color television by 1968, 69. I'm sure we had. Uh, but the moon landing was in black and white, I believe. Uh, how was it? And we watched it. Okay. Man, I'm not going to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I don't get how they put cameras up there. Like, why did we see the guy walking on the moon? Well, he- Nineteen sixty nine. I know, but they had black and white TVs. There was, oh, well, so what? You could uh, transmit from, from the moon? Sure. All right. I mean, I don't. I didn't know that at the time. But he, you can transmit from anywhere. I get. I mean, if you can put you can. a man on the moon, don't you think you can show a picture from the moon? No. So and you think putting a man on the moon is hence, more difficult than transmitting a picture? No, I'm saying it's easier. Hence the word alleged. So putting Jeff. a man. Yeah, putting a man on the moon is easier than sending television back in 1969 from the moon. Well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I just don't. I just don't think we had that technology. Yet. <laughs> again, are, are, what's wrong with you? Again, I'm not saying I'm a conspiracy. Well, that's theorist. exactly what that is. That's why. Yeah, how did they get cameras up there? They took them. Okay. There were television cameras in And they 19- told Neil Armstrong, "Here's what you got to do." How do you do think they How do you think they got a television picture on a television? Not from the moon. What's different about the it? The camera was mounted on the lunar roving vehicle and was used during the EVAs to look at interesting th- things here and there. Uh, okay. We well, that had makes all sense. kinds of photos when uh, w- earlier than that. From from manned space flights. Uh, Okay. Videos? Of course. All right. You don't think it happened. (laughs) I'm not saying that. Did we land and walk on the moon? Probably. No, no. Yes or no? I wasn't there to see it. If you're forced to answer that question, is it a yes or a no? (laughs) And I think Max just said no in my hair. Max, you 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 need a conspiracy theorists we know that. No. I would say yes. Why Max I don't even wanna delve there, but are you serious?
0: First of all, they couldn't get through the Van Allen belts back then. They would have fried him with radiation. And the the pitches are all wrong. There's wind on the moon.
1: Enough of this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that path. (laughs) I love you, Max, but Well if he's got reasons. Well, listen. What? What? I don't want to talk about. uh, It's a. It's a. It's a matter of fact. Probably. Oh my God. I mean, more likely than not, the preponderance of the evidence. If we were in a civil trial, yeah, moon landing, yes, cleans up. In a uh, criminal trial, I don't know. Really. Some reasonable doubt up there. Oh, really? Of course. What is reasonable doubt? Max's thing. (laughs) The weird pictures and stuff. The flag-waving weird. All that. You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I, uh, listen, I, are you kidding? I can't take it anymore. I may just... Uh, uh, that may be it. That may be the straw. There is a straw <laughs> for me. There's a straw that exists somewhere that when it's placed on the stack, and the stack's been building... I'm 68 years old. The stack builds, right? It's not like you eradicate the stack. The stack never comes down? me, the stack builds, and you might take a few straws off. Okay. I was wondering. uh, But then they just come back, and you you never get to, to zero. There's always a stack. And how many straws that stack requires? Now, straws is more... Uh, Mentioned the camel's with this? back, but the the straw that broke the camel's back, right? I'm a cam- We're all camel's backs. There's a straw. I'm not entertained by straw. this. straw. I don't care if you're entertained. I'm not. <laughs> I want you to hear it. Where are you in relation to your camel's back? In regards to what? And the straws. In regards to what? How many straws can you hold? How many more straws can you hold? Until what? Until you just collapse and give it all up. Thousands. Thousands. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm in the teens. Really? I got about 15 more straws. Well, that's too bad. I'm probably okay. I think. I think we're talking about straw. Now I'm completely lost. Who cares? <laughs> what do you mean who, who cares? No one knows the meaning of those idioms. Of course they do is it straw you keep, you keep putting straw on the camel's back then why is it the straw instead of the piece of straw and it, eventually the camel's just gonna collapse uh the straw that uh yeah i don't is what what is what is the origin camels used to carry a lot of straw as far as i know right i don't know back in the day yeah it's a piece of straw So you keep piling it on, piling it on. One day, it becomes too heavy to carry. Yes, I get it. Even though a piece of straw weighs ounces. Depending. No, there's no piece of straw that's more than an ounce or two. Heaviest piece of straw. (laughs) You're really looking it up. Yeah, because I'm curious. Well, I don't know why you're that curious. There can't be a very heavy piece of straw. I didn't type it well, so there it is. Um, thousand feet. How thick can straw be? Nine point nine. Now you've now you've five t- you've millimeters. Shark with this. <laughs> we'll take a break. Uh, we've got a game coming up in hour number two at about three twenty-five. Uh, no show tomorrow. Mike Furches is on some crazy wild vacation. Yeah, good for him. All over the place. A long vacation. I'm envious. Mostly in the eastern half of the United States. Yeah, but I'm envious of it. Of course. I haven't been on a vacation in years. It's time. I don't have time. Take a vacation. I'm thinking about taking a vacation. Trust me. All right. We'll be back.